What's up, peeps? Before you get into the episode, just a quick message. Did you know that Rebranded Safety is brought to you by Risk Fluent? Rebranded Safety is essentially our campaign to achieve our purpose, which is to make the working world better by Rebranded Safety one interaction at a time. We value a people-centered approach that delivers positive impact on the risk. We deliver three types of services, technical, transformational, and fire. It's the last show I wanted to talk to you about. If you value what we value and you want some support driving a culture change or decluttering your safety systems, or you want to improve human performance and it's our transformational support that can help you, or maybe you want a highly experienced registered fire risk assessor to carry out an assessment on your building, design an emergency plan or review the fire safety design for your new building, then it's our fire support service that can help you. But before you get in touch with us, it's important that you want to have impact on the actual risk and you value a people-centered approach. If you don't, that's fine. You'll find someone that can help you. But if you do value those, then get in touch with us at riskfluentltd.com or email me, james, at riskfluentltd.com. But for now, I'll let you get into the episode. This show is brought to you by Safety FM. Right, first episode of the Project Meletium show. Welcome back to Rebounding Safety. I'll just jump into the intro and we'll get right into it. The problem in safety isn't deviation, it's complexity. Health and safety has gone mad. Health and safety is trying to unpick having gone mad in the past. There's no one solution and one problem. The problem is that we are looking for one solution. Does the structure of the team allow them to flourish? Feel safe enough to be uncomfortable. The environment defines our behaviours. People aren't the problem, they're the solution. Rebranding safety, crushing the stereotype. Brought to you by Risplit. Right, Colin, here we are. James, how are you? Project Meletium show. Look at us, mate. Look at us. There we go, yeah. eh? On camera and everything. Wait, Hello. is this mine or yours? That's yours, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exciting, mate. Exciting. I mean, a really lovely idea to um, to start talking a bit more about the fantastic stuff that's going on in, in Meletium. Yeah. And like we're doing loads of work and we're not really talking about it, so we needed to do something mm-hmm. so that the, the normal world, the rest of the world, understand well and get exposed to it, I suppose. And also, let's be honest, it's a marketing campaign, isn't it? Well, you know, we need um, you know, we need more people to to be part of the community because it just strengthens the community, it yeah. strengthens the conversations. You know, everything everything is uh, you know, is geared up around um, around great people having great chats. So mm-hmm. the more great people we get in the room, the better the chats are going to be. Definitely. Also, I just realised that we weren't going to do the Project Millennium show first, were we? We were going to do the risk assessment course show. Let's keep going, mate. But Let's keep going with Millennium show. Doing it off the, hu- off the hoof, mate. <laughs> off the hoof. Nice to see that James paid attention to the running order. Thank God he doesn't work in real media. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's good. It's good. So, so the, the structure for the Millennium show going forward is kind of, we, we'll pick like one or two, maybe a bit of a general update as to what we're doing, but then mostly kind of pick one or two subjects or things that have come up through the month mm-hmm. and chat about them i suppose so do you want to give us a bit of an update as to what we've been doing and what maybe actually what project Millennium is let's talk about that first okay, okay. so yeah well i mean we we set up uh Miletium, um five five or six months ago now and um oh, jesus flown by isn't it absolutely yeah. flown by and um you know we we came together because um we both have got some some great messages i suppose to put out there 
but also are getting influenced by some really amazing people, mm-hmm. you know, on our podcast. And, um, you know, we wanted to sort of try and bring some of that, some of that exposure, some of that knowledge to, to a group, but also, I suppose, create an environment where people can, can, can learn. And I think that's the uh, that's the thing that's 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 most that's been just been most interesting um, for me is just watching watching people grow as individuals. Yeah. I think every every person that's been regularly attending has just just come on leaps and bounds. Mm. What we do is have we have weekly uh, weekly community calls. Yeah. We, um, uh, we're meeting twice a week at the moment. Hopefully soon to be going three times a week. Yeah. Um, we got the uh, the monthly book club, mm. which has been great. I uh, love that. Yeah, I love the book club. <laughs> we'll go. We'll get onto that. And then the quarter on a quarterly basis, we're having a wagon wheel, mm. there, which is uh, the two wagon wheels we've had of both. I've come out of that. They're on Saturday mornings, and I've just come away from that. Just oh my god, just blown my mind. Yeah, the stuff yeah. that we have, uh, the stuff that's been discussed, and mm. and the, and the, just how just how open people have been. Yeah, I think it's been one of the most one of the most lovely things with it. So. Yeah, definitely. And it's been like we did the first one, and it was like shit. How am I going to top that? Mm. And then we did the second one, and we're like. Shit, how are we going to top that? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, whoa, it's amazing. Com- the calibre of conversation. And I think that's what makes it what it is. It's just, it's, it's just people talking. Mm-hmm. It, but in a way that's kind of, yeah, it's a little bit structured. Yeah, it's facilitated. But like, it's really kind of raw and dynamic, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And then also we've just added the philosophy course as well. So we now run them monthly. Um, which, as as far as I'm aware, that's really the only place that's talking about f- or having those philosophical conversations around, like, do we actually understand what these words that we use all the time actually are? Like, you know, do we understand that, I talk about this all the time, but do we actually understand that safe is really a relative con- concept? So what's safe to me and safe to you is different. So everyone might go, yeah, obviously, yeah, but like, but what does that actually mean? Yeah. Um, so I've really enjoyed those. We only had one of those so far, but it was just unbelievable. That was. It was, you know, and now we've got Simon Cassian, who's uh, who's who's basically facilitating those for us, um, yeah. which is really really nice of him to to give up his time to to do that. And you know, and he and I suppose he just he just challenges in such a nice way. Mm. You know, he just he just asks he asks some great questions, and I think you know one of the things you know one of the things that I've 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 learned from doing my podcast is is just how important it is to just to ask better and better questions yeah. all the time yeah. and, and the better you can get at that then yeah. and the better you're going to be as a as an individual yeah and, that, definitely. and i think that's what we're doing you know and you know with the with the the community calls you know they aren't you know it's not just a it's not just a free-for-all you know we 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 talk about people's successes and you know and it's not that often that people get a chance to to actually share the things that are going well in their lives yeah. you know health and safety is 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 very um it's quite negative isn't it as a topic totally you know and so being able to to share the positive things that are going on, I think it's been it's been a real eye opener for a lot of people that come along. You know, we're you know we're insisting on people. We're saying insisting. We, to be fair, it's an easy it's an easy question to ask, but we get some great great stuff that people are doing. Mm-hmm. But then but then we focus in on you know well, well, what issues have people got? You know, because mm-hmm. you know when because it's a it's it's fantastic to get this this sort of diverse this diverse um, um, opinion, I suppose. You know, on, on you know on what people are people are coming up with and and. And then we finish it off with with the successes again. Yeah, you know the positive things that people are going to do in the next uh, before the next meeting. Yeah. So so there's a, there's a little bit of structure, but that structure is you know is is pretty fluid as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think as well one of the values of of the the cause is the community itself. Like we've 
however we've kind of done it consciously or unconsciously or maybe both like the the diversity of this community already is quite interesting like you know the calls are at a certain time so we are kind of limited at the moment which i think is something we'll consider maybe and talk about on on the show later on um on one of the other episodes around the fact that we are kind of limited to uk time but still we've got english irish northern irish we've got heads of not even safety professionals you know people that want to be safety professionals entry level mid-level and all of those people coming together helping each other you know there's this stuff that people the younger side of the profession are teaching the more established side of the profession and vice versa Mm -hmm. whereas i think traditionally it's all like you've reached a certain position in your career then I only have to learn from you. you. You can learn nothing from me. But I think in our community, we're seeing it two ways. Oh, yeah. No, like, and it's one of our members as well has said that they've refound their, kind of rekindled their passion as well, which I thought was just yeah. oh, amazing. That's amazing. right. That was, I mean, that was, uh, you know, again, one of our, one of our older members. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and he just, um, you know, he's, I mean, he loves to talk. It's called Jerry. <laughs> Jerry loves to talk. And, um, you know, but it's, you know, to, to have him, to have him there, you know, just, uh, just, Talking about about the things that are that, that, that are important to him, mm. and then getting that getting that feedback, you know, like you say that he, you know, it's just been inspired by chatting to to other people. Mm. It's lovely. It's lovely, mm. man. Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's so easy. It's so easy to to just run these sessions because you just know, you know. I mean, when we first started out, you know, we didn't know how many people were going to come. You know, right. and now you know we're getting we're getting a real core of people yeah. that are just that are just turning up there and they're giving their time every single every single week, you know, to just come and be involved in in something that is that is really making a difference. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and they're they're growing from it. I mean, like just to see the growth that one of our members that who isn't a safety professional, who's got such passion and drive on one particular subject. Mm-hmm. And he's not a safety professional, but the work he is doing is like more than what I've seen some safety professionals do. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, you know, this guy's doing it on, on the hoof on his spare time as much as he can. And the growth we've seen in him has just been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't think Project Malitium as a company take all the kind of, uh, you know, claim of that because it's the community and him that's mm-hmm. done that. And that we've just helped him. Mm-hmm. There's no arrogance. There's no anything. It's just like, He's come to, I want to do this, or I've got this challenge, and everyone just gives and gives and gives experience, knowledge, time, and then people are giving their time outside mm-hmm. of Project Millennium, so we're building relationships as well. Mm-hmm. And one of my favourite things with that gentleman was was when he one of his wins was somebody coming to him for advice on on scaffolding, and it was like, you're the scaffolding expert, and he was like, never been called an expert <laughs> and I was just like but that for me in in that one second I was like that's what we were trying to achieve mm-hmm. is is showing people that no matter where you are in your profession where you are in your career where you are in your experience your education whatever you have value mm-hmm. and that in that moment I was like mm. nailed it that's yeah. exactly what we were trying to achieve I loved it I loved it no no definitely definitely mate no it's been it's been lovely to see to see 
hopefully pick Winbro and uh, you know, and he's going to go so much further, yeah. you know. And it's going to it's going to be great. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. Yeah. This um this month we had the uh, we had the wagon wheel, which is the quarterly the quarterly mastermind. Yep, yep. And um you know, and that was uh, we were very very fortunate to have uh, Teresa Swinton come along and talk to us. Yeah. You know how did you how did you find that conversation? Oh, mate, you know me. I'm a I'm a kind of I'm I am well on the the bandwagon of of human organisational performance, um, safety two new view, whatever you want to call it, like. For me, bringing in these more kind of sociology, psychology side of things, the human factors, I think that's right up my street. And I could talk about that forever, mm. um, you know. And Teresa is, Jesus, she's involved in so much stuff I do, um, maybe for her sins. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, she's involved in so much I do because she just impresses me with the amount of stuff that she does in her company and, and her ethos and, and, yeah, the whole thing. So for me... You know, shout out, thank you very much for her coming on. But I thought the conversation was, the whole day blew my mind. How they were, how the community were having such technical conversations about how we can put this in place on Monday off the back of that that presentation to then go on to what I think we'll talk about in a minute of, of to have real emotional conversations. But yeah, mate, I was so impressed by by the conversation. I thought Trida's presentation was outstanding. Um and and the workshops that followed from that were just unbelievable. And I think one of the one of the absolute beautiful things that that we do in the in the wagon wheel is um is that the speaker doesn't just come on and then mm. disappear off and then disappear. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they Teresa came on, and then she just joined us for the for the rest of the of the morning. And and so all the people in that room that would normally say they'd go to a to a keynote speech somewhere, you know, they wouldn't have any time to to really talk with her no. to really interact and engage and I think that is the real power yeah. you know again it's, yeah. it's just you know and, and again as you said you know massive massive thank you to Teresa for giving her time up but I think if we if we spoke to her I think she said she'd say she thoroughly enjoyed it as well yeah you know because it just gave her the opportunity to to really engage with the people that the, the people that are, that are really trying to apply you know good health and safety practice into their workplaces yeah. you know so it's a you know it's, it's a great opportunity for her yeah, I mean, it was great. It was great. No, yeah. I enjoyed it. I loved it. I just, yeah. And and in the first one, I mean, we didn't really run this podcast episode uh, slash show, whatever we're calling it, um, when we did the first Wagon Wheel. But, you know, shout out to, to Jem as well. We did the first keynote, but he was you know, ex-Special Forces, um, talked about his journey, his career. So that was real kind of different because it was more about personal resilience mm-hmm. Um, whilst there was a lot to learn for organisational resilience and, and that, but it was much more focused on on that. But I thought that was outstanding as well. And again, he gave so much time. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, he's such an interesting character, Jem Hills, and um, you know, and he, you know, he he went through some real adversity. You know, mm. he, he jumped out of a jumped out of a plane with a parachute on, and the parachute didn't open. Yeah, you know, which is a pretty pretty tough pretty tough deal. But his training had been so good that he just followed through. The processes of what he needed to do, and and unfortunately, just managed to get a bit of air into the, into the reserve chute mm. just before he hit the ground, which saved his life. But at the back end of that, you know, he, he he just talked about you know the, I suppose the steps that he had to go through to go from the the basic military um, you know service he was doing to get into the special forces, mm. you know, and how and how people were, were sort of you know were, were being knocked off of the program even. Even right up to the to the last minute, when yeah. you know the people that walked in the room felt that they had they probably achieved what they wanted to, and yet there still was that 
that final that final selection process that was going mm. on. Mm. And he just talked, you know, about about the drive that he had yeah. that took him through and, and has helped him in his life. And and, you know, just chatting to a couple other people that that, that in the in in Miletium who, who said, you know, they actually the subsequent weeks after listening to Jam had a few things that they needed to really focus on and really drive through. Mm. And um they achieved it, you know. So, which is, you know, which is, you know, so, you know, thanks a lot, Jim, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just brilliant. brilliant. I went for the longest run I had for a long time after that keynote with Jim. Right, yeah. Just because I kept hearing him in my head, like, yeah, go on, just keep going, just keep going. I just kept going. Yeah. And then got home and I was like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't run like that in ages. I wasn't very fit back then either. I'm still not fit now. No, perhaps we need to get him a little bit. More involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, you got it going. So, uh. and then this. So in this in this wagon wheel, we've just gone. We 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 do we in each wagon wheel. We we run a section where our kind of member talks about something. Mm-hmm. So we ask one of our members to volunteer, and we ask them to come on and talk about something, whether mm-hmm. it's a professional challenge, whether it's a personal challenge, or or, or what. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't really matter. And they come on, they tell their story, they give some context, and then we all try and help them or have discussions around their own experience. And this this quarter, we had um, one of our members come on and talk about imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and their challenges with mental health through this profession and finding a profession as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the subsequent conversation. Mm. I've just never seen anything like it, Colin. I've all heard anything like it. Mm. It was just not in our profession anyway. It was just so open and so honest and everyone was sharing all of their kind of personal difficulties and challenges so generously mm-hmm. to kind of empathise and support and show the member that he's not on his own. Everyone kind of goes through these challenges and, and what they've done to kind of help themselves and where they are now. And oh, Yeah. I've got no words for it, mate. I've got no words for it. It was just unbelievable. Which, which isn't great for a podcast, is it? No, <laughs> no, it's really not. Yeah, let's not talk about it. No way. But no, I mean, it was great. Um, it was it was amazing. Um, and to, to hear um, the gentleman talking and and just being um just being so so open. But I think you know you know the the thing for me is is when you get when you get challenged, you know, and you're right on the, you know, you're, you're right on the edge and feeling uncomfortable, which is which is where he felt, but within an environment that was so supportive, that's where the real learning happens. You know, that's when people really, really learn when they're, you know, when they're challenged in a supportive environment. And and I think the thing was, you know, I don't, I don't think, um, uh, I'm sure, we, you know, Damien will mind us saying his name. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Damien was was just so, it was just so open. And and he, you know, and he learnt, but Blimenak everybody learnt. Yeah, you know, everybody who was on that call really had some real reflection, you know, about their own lives and and took away so yeah. much. You know, I know I definitely did. You know, things happened after that uh, after that that meeting for myself, which was um, you know, were really transformational in my life. And yeah. you know, and that's and that's what this this that's what this community is doing, mate. It's transforming people's lives. Yeah. And I mean, it was funny that we had that conversation because when we first launched Project Malik, we were only like a few weeks in, a couple of members were having conversations and, and Sherry said to me, do you know what, have you actually thought about the mental health benefits from having this, 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 these community calls? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, not really. But now you say it, yeah, like it's totally obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think it was really obvious in that conversation. Mate, I was moved to tears, as you know, as, as a couple of others were. And, and you know, in the subsequent weeks, in the last few weeks, you know, a friend of mine, as you know, is kind of really struggling and is, and is going through a really, really bad time, all down to mental health. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if he had a project meeting for his profession and he was having these conversations, mm-hmm. you know, would it be any different? It was, yeah, I just, for me, it was just phenomenal. And I think to your point, knowing you don't, it's it's not like, it's not like you're using it every day. It's not, you know, this is not like Alcoholics Anonymous for safety professionals. It's not people aren't coming and pouring their heart every, out every day. But knowing you have that there, Mm -hmm. I think is just as powerful. Mm -hmm. Knowing that every Wednesday or every, or every Friday, or like many of our members, every Wednesday and Friday, Mm -hmm. um, you can come to a call and just vent or ask for support was just, yeah, it's just unbelievable. And I never thought of that until Sherry said it. And then I saw it at the courtly wagon wheel and I was like, yeah, wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And so, you know, we, you know, we, we have, we have got a challenge, you know, how do we, how do we maintain that, that amazing discussion, that amazing content? But I think the real beautiful thing is, is that, that, that it's totally in our hands, you know, mm. so, you know, as a, as a community, you know, yeah, we're, we you know we're at the the front end of it. You know, we are the uh, the faces, I suppose, of of Miletium. But ultimately, you know, the the real power is is the community that we've got there, and the people the people will come will come forward. And and I've got I've got absolutely no doubt that we're going to have amazing conversations when we meet, because the people that are coming to the meetings are amazing people. Yeah, and so and so it just happens. And and I do think maybe you kind of touched on a point that we hadn't planned to talk about, but I think maybe it's worth talking about in the. Project Millennium is a commercial venture mm-hmm. and many of the are equivalent, maybe not equivalents, but like the closest equivalent to what we're doing would be like the professional memberships, the chartered mm-hmm. bodies, yeah. which are not for profit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to distinguish that we're, we're very different from that and we don't see ourselves as a chartered body of membership. We are a mastermind community mm-hmm. and we're all about growing, but I think the question kind of comes up is like, what does it come up? Maybe once or twice it has in my conversation, but like, why is it a commercial venture? And for me, it's about what you've just said, that challenge. It's like, we have a challenge now of maintaining that value and that quality and that kind of richness of conversation. And because it's a commercial venture, it's in our control. Mm -hmm. Like we're not kind of, we're not limited by, being not for profit for you know having to try and make surplus and not call it profit or whatever and for having to kind of do x amount with our money or anything like that or being run by volunteers or anything like this as much as we do talk to our members and we do have them on our boards and stuff like that but i think it's important to acknowledge that yeah yeah we are for profit Mm -hmm. because that profit gives us so much power and flexibility to be able to continue delivering that quality Mm -hmm. and also do more Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's an important distinguish, an important thing to distinguish. I think. Yeah. No. Definitely. You know. And you know. And the you know the profit that we that we make. You know, we we are reinvesting. You yeah. Know, we're going to reinvest back into to, to online resources. Yeah. Um. You know the training training courses. You know after this episode we're going to be we're going to be recording part for some a risk assessment course that's going to be yeah. coming out really soon. Um. That's going to be totally free mm-hmm. for our members. Um, but people that, that also want to experience it that aren't members, there's going to be an investment that they make. Yeah. But 
But again, that's that's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. No, you know that's exactly right. And that, but the money that we make out of that, we'll make the community better. Yeah, and you know, and it's just going to get better and better. So as it as it grows, I think one of the challenges that we've got, you know, some of our members are saying, you know, as you know, what we when we grow, we don't want to lose the uh, the togetherness yeah. of the you know. Yeah. So you know, so we're just working out how we can make that happen. What that looks like, yeah. yeah so so that's that's a, that's a challenge. That, that's a nice challenge to have, isn't it? Mm. You know, you know, how do we how do we keep this this growing? But maintaining the quality, and I think you know most most businesses have that challenge, mm. you know, and we you know, but we're we're facing up to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and another conversation that we've had quite heavily this this last month is around that IOSH article. Mm. Just a quick shout out to Paradigm Human Performance. Thank you very much, Paradigm Human Performance, and more specifically the HSE subscription service for sponsoring Paradigm Human Performances. HSE subscription service is the perfect solution for those small, medium-sized enterprises that are just juggling all those balls, spinning all the plates, and sometimes safety can fall by the wayside. Not because you don't care or anything, just because that's life, and sometimes it just fell out of scope. Well, this solution is a subscription-based service that's gonna be that guiding hand for you. It's gonna help you put worker safety as a key part of that DNA of your organization. It's gonna help you utilize the subject matter expertise of the worker. This is not your off-the-shelf solution. This is a partnership with Paradigm on a monthly subscription basis where they're gonna be that guiding hand for you. This is also not that kind of compliance system you're gonna to need to declutter in a couple of years. These are designed by human and organizational performance experts which is what Paradigm is. So if this sounds like the right solution for you, you can go and contact them with the email address or phone number in the description below. Or if you're not sure about it, you can go to their website, which is also linked in the description below, and sign up for the Learning Organization webinar. I run every Thursday at 2 p.m. And the best thing is once you've signed up, you get access to all of the backlog as well, which is about two years worth of content. You'll get to know the Paradigm team, and you'll also get loads and loads of great advice. So thank you very much, Paradigm, for sponsoring Rebrand this AD. I think there's been a lot of conversation around that. I think it would be interesting to maybe break out some of those points that that people have discussed I, d- I do think it's very worth it's, it's 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 a valuable point to say that there is a human at the end of that article that wrote it mm-hmm. and actually personally yes i vehemently disagree with a lot of the, the what was said in that actually, most of my 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 most of my negative feedback so to so to speak or criticisms were more targeted at the body that put out that article and that article not as opposed and the article in the magazine as opposed to the author mm-hmm. um but yeah maybe what what do you what do you think of the conversations that we've had yeah i mean around it i mean ultimately you know there's you know you know the, you know this you know i also have got a responsibility to our profession you know yeah. they're, the, they're the biggest they are the biggest uh, professional membership organization you know, in the world, um, and uh, you know they've got, they've got a responsibility, and you know, and I, f- I felt that they're, you know, the, the fact that the article went out in the first place, you know, um, you know, you know what Andy wrote, you know, I think again, you know, I, I read a piece by Teresa about this, and she was talking about the context, and I think, you know, what Andy wrote in the right context is probably there's there's some there's some element of, of things there that are, that are that are okay, yeah, you know, there's there's still some stuff I've, I felt was a little bit awkward. But there was none of that context was given to the piece. You know, the the article was called "How to Conduct Effective Accident Investigations." That's what it was called. Okay, so there's all the context you need. Yeah. You know, and and it didn't do that. It no. didn't. It didn't do that. And then and then Iosh's response to start talking about dissenters, you know, which I just found I just found really really difficult. 
You know, that, that was a thing that really, you know, so the fact that they published the article, they then, I think they said that they didn't have any, um, any editorial control over their magazine, which, which was quite, quite amazing. And then, and then to put out the dissenters article as, a, as some kind of response. I just thought, I just felt, you know, it's just not, it's not where the professional body should be. Mm. You know, I think, you know, what they should have done, well, not necessarily, I'm, I'm not here to tell us what they should do. What could have worked is, is given Andy the opportunity to actually say what, what he really feels. And I think if he had been given that opportunity, they'd taken down that original article that, that, that for me is still wrong, it's still on their website, shouldn't be there. Um, you know, a, a new health and safety professional coming in and, and going to somebody with IOSH for there's lots of stuff IOSH have done really well, so people have got high respect for for them, you know. And um, you know, new professionals going and having a look at that article on their website, I think are being given terrible, terrible information, and it's it's wrong for our profession to be doing that. So that should be it should be taken down, but Andy should be given the opportunity to put his position how he wants to. Yeah, which is, is is worth saying that he is he is going on a webinar run by Sonny Gopal uh, this week. Where well, we're we're recording this on second second of August. So mm-hmm. I think on I think tomorrow actually I think it's on. I might be wrong or the following week. But anyway, um, unfortunately he didn't want to come on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the time it was due to you know don't get me wrong I, I probably let my professionalism slip a little bit in the comments and let mm-hmm. my my passion kind of overflow a little bit, um, which I did kind of publicly apologise to him on the on on in the comments, and then again I I mentioned it in my own podcast where we where we spoke about this, um, and he did say it wasn't because of that; it was more because he didn't want the the it to blow back up. Mm. So it's interesting to see the amount. It was kind of like. I was slightly concerned that maybe people were personally attacking him mm-hmm. um, and the comments did start to slip that way. Mm-hmm. Um, even in my own post where I kind of addressed the point about being referred to as a dissenter mm-hmm. um, and, and my comments were all targeted at being called a dissenter in that article. Mm-hmm. I think it is important to understand that Andy is still human and he is going on to kind of talk more about his points with Sonny Gopal, which apparently was a pre pre-arranged uh, prior to this article that's why he's committing to it so yeah. fair, fair point um there shame he, he he kind of didn't want to come on mine um but hey he, he did say that depending on how this goes he might come on so that'd be nice i'd, I'd like mm-hmm. to have that conversation with him i do think it's good for us to be able to have two people that disagree mm-hmm. uh but then fundamentally i wonder if we actually do disagree that's what i think that's what i say you probably you probably don't yeah you know? and i think you know this is going back to you know to the context of the article you know? mm. and uh you know Let's not let's not kid ourselves that, that you know if you're interviewing somebody, um, you know there's going to be people that, that, that maybe are not always telling the truth. Mm. But I think that then goes back to well, what is the role of a health and safety professional? Exactly. You know when they're when they're doing an, an incident investigation. Exactly. You know, because because we're not we're not we're not interviewing criminals. Yeah, exactly. And that was always my point of, and that's what I kept coming back to. Which actually, I would, you know, and I would put this to Andy as well, and anyone, anyone else, I'd put it to Ayush. I'm being called a dissenter. I'm not. I haven't had an answer to that question yet. No. It's is it is it our job to get to the truth, mm. or is it our job to just establish all the facts? E.g., this is Colin's statement, but this is the CCTV. It therefore is a fact that Colin's statement doesn't align with the CCTV. Mm-hmm. You choose as a HR slash line manager what you want to do with that. Yeah. 
that's mm. that's up to you. My job, I, I don't think, I honestly do not think it's my job to interrogate that person. Mm -hmm. I, I, and if it is, I'm in the wrong profession. Mm -hmm. Like if I wanted to be a copper, I'd have been a copper. If I wanted to be a, an interrogator, I'd have joined the war. Mm -hmm. I joined the war. Joined the war. Joined yeah. the army. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think it's my job. I don't want it to be my job. I would not want to do those, though, any of those techniques. No. And, and I get what Andy's saying and I get what he's doing. And I think it's important to acknowledge that the article, as you kind of said earlier, Colin, wasn't called how to interview someone when we suspect they're lying. No. It was called how to do an investigative interview. Yeah. They're two very different things. Mm -hmm. And that distinction wasn't clearly made. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the article just went nuts. And... And I, and I think that James Pomeroy made a lot of po good points in that it is supported by, you know, uh, the, the dissent is supported by science. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever, you, whatever your view on that science is, like, it is science. It is peer-reviewed. It is literature. You know, it's all of these kind of processes that they go through to be put into a scientific journal. That's what we were all basing our opinions off. Mm -hmm. So how can it be dissent? Yeah. If, if I'm dissenting and I'm supported by science, what the hell is the non-dissented opinion based on? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That, that was a concern for me. Yeah. Me being referred to as a dissenting, a dissenter, as, as with, you know, some of the world's leading experts, writers, you know, experienced people, a psychologist mm -hmm. that was originally in Clive I'm talking about, he he his job prior to joining safety was was counseling people that had gone through um traumatic events mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If, if there's anyone we should really listen to it's probably him yep. um and i think james pomeroy raised a very good point which i then kind of reiterated several times is we have a duty to that person we're interviewing yep. and we're, we're seeing kind of olympians right now pulling out of the olympics you know giving up their dreams mm -hmm. or their opportunity um that they've worked so hard to achieve to protect their own mental health, mm -hmm. yet our profession is talking about interrogating someone. I just think it shows how behind we are. And it, yeah, and it, and it's so, and it's so wrong. And that is why, that is why, you know, I think what's happened is, you know, the, the I think, I think I are hoping the problem's just going to go away. Yeah, you know, they're just, you know, they 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 put a couple of articles out. I think the the third article or the second article that they put out was a little bit better. You know, because I think bit, it was talking yeah. a little bit more about how to conduct a proper investigation yeah, yeah but it was still you know but it, it still hasn't got away from the fact that the original stuff's still out there with, with the wrong title on it yeah. and and i don't think it even says that it's an investigative interview i think it, i think the title is called how to conduct an accident investigation i'm pretty sure that's what it's called oh really okay and, you know i might be wrong there you know yeah. but uh but you know and it's 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 miles off what was interesting i think one of the things that was quite funny was um um you know dominic cooper <laughs> thought it was wrong yeah, you know, and Clive Lloyd thought it was wrong, and those guys are on uh, opposite end of the scale. Opposite end of the scale, and, uh, never agreed in their life. And, and I put I put a post up on LinkedIn saying, um, um, "Hey, look, if if it's done anything, at least it's helped to pull the profession together." Mm. And I got a fantastic response back from Clive Lloyd. He goes, "Well, me and Dominic agree. Oh my god, it's worse than I thought." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Dom actually put another post, a comment I think on a different post where yeah. he said the same. He? he was like, "Look, Iosh." Yeah. Me tagged like four or five people. Never agree. Yeah. We never agree, and we've just agreed. Yeah. That tells you how serious this actually is. Mm. And I was just like, "There's such a good point there." In that they are two very 
I don't think they're two very different approaches, if no. I'm honest. In no. be- behavioural-based safety, human organisation performance, there are some things that Dom follows and, and does which Clive will definitely disagree with and many others will definitely do- disagree with and vice versa. Yep. So, yes, there are differences. However, fundamentally, I do think they're very much the same. Mm-hmm. That being said, BBS and kind of safety differently, you'd normally do put them in two very different camps. Mm-hmm. But yet they're aligned on how we should be dealing with an accident investigation. Yeah. Uh, just shows that, that that just shows for me is how can they be dissenting opinions? Mm-hmm. How how can a you know we have no editorial control? Okay, fine. All right, let's just say that that's acceptable. Maybe there's a lesson to for Irish to learn there. Yep, definitely think there is. But let's say we'll just leave that to one side for a moment. They have no editorial control. Fine. You publish an article which is an interview between one person and an experienced person in kind of enforcement, in police, law, actual interviewing of people, so on and so forth. Just acknowledge we are not that in our profession, but let's put that aside for a second. How can that be the non-dissenting opinion Mm -hmm. when you've got psychologists, sociologists, heads of safety from around the world, new, new people within the profession, literally... Hundreds of people, in literally hundreds of people, police officers, ex ex detectives, you know, all coming in saying ex enforcers, even for the HSE, were yeah. coming in saying this is our job and we want to do it like this. Yeah, right. How is 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 referring to them as dissent? Mm. Just one right, too helpful to the conversation, or even how does it make sense to them? And the thing, I mean, I you know, I actually wrote to the author of, of that article and just said, look, you know, does that does this mean then that this is that is IOSH's exactly. approach? No, got no response back, and I'm a I'm a full paying member of IOSH. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and I got I got no response back at no. all. You know, no. totally totally. Dis- I tagged them both in the in the post, nothing, yeah. and I have since left IOSH. Right, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I've decided to leave, not just because of that, mm-hmm. because of my horrendous experience as an IOSH future leader as well, mm. um, but yeah, I, I don't. I, I have chose to not let them represent me. Mm. Um, and I know a couple of other people that have left since that article. Mm. Um, some have chose to go over to other things like double RSM. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, I am sitting on the fence. I'm not sure if I want to go over to anyone else. I, I'll wait and see. Um, but yeah, I, I left. Mm. Yeah. That was the cherry on top of the cake. That was the straw that broke this, the camel's back right. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, um, you know, it's, you know, I think they need to, you know, I think it's just about being, being more aware of the of the impact that they have, and making sure that the the stuff that's coming out under their name or whatever name it may be is um you know is is actually right mm. you know because mm. yeah, but hey no we will see we will yeah, see mate we'll we're, see. Not, we're not we're not going to change we said our piece yeah we're not going to change we're not going to change Irish. Yeah. we could so. probably talk about another four hours about this <laughs> couldn't we but we haven't got time I think there's one last thing to kind of mention Colin uh, I think one thing that Irish have done well is um, they've through the Irish Future Leaders community have just launched a new webinar thing that they're doing a drop-in call yeah. uh, very similar to what we do nice to see we're having some influence there and that people have realised Maybe we should be a bit less formal and just have open conversations. So, mm-hmm. fair play to them. Oh, that's, I mean, that's great. You know, it's um, you know, I, I think if if you know if we've had an impact in, in that in some way, then then you know we, we should be really proud of that. And you know, we you know we we're doing that. There's plenty of there's plenty of room. 
Yeah. Plenty of room for all of us, mate. Yep. You know, and this is this is the thing. And uh, you know, there's loads of, uh, you know, there's loads of different car manufacturers out there that uh, that make different different yeah. cars, and you choose you choose where you go. And um, you know, so you know, so so good. You know, if we if we've had an, an impact that's making them think a little bit differently about how they do things through their through their future leaders group, then that's absolutely fantastic. Mm. You know, and we will keep on we will keep on influencing them. And um, you know, let's hope let's hope they can keep up. Mm. You know, because we've got some uh, we've got some amazing things that we're that we've got planned yeah. that we're not going to talk about. Okay, at oh. the moment until we uh, until we deliver them. But some yeah. absolutely amazing things. That we've got planned over the next uh, mm. over the next six and twelve months. Yeah, and I do like the, um, the the kind of phrase that you use a lot in that you know the government's only good when the competition is good. Um, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. The government, you know, a government is only as strong as the opposition. Yeah, you know, and uh, and I'm not necessarily saying that we are IOSH's opposition. You know, at all. I think I think we're two completely different uh, completely different organisations. I, I agree. I think we're complementary. Yeah. If I'm honest, mm-hmm. shame they don't see it that way. But but I I. I do genuinely think we are complementary. I, I I don't say to anyone, you know, this should replace your IOSH membership. That's up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, this is complementary. I think, you know, one of the things, you know, before we set up Miletium, you know, we actually went out to the health and safety professionals and uh, and asked some really, really sensible questions about um, about how many different kinds of membership people have. And I think one of the things that we, that we found there was that, that a lot of health and safety professionals have a lot of memberships. You know, yeah. they probably have three, four, or five different memberships. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, so that gave us some confidence. Like, okay, then. So, so people are people are happy to 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 pay for more than one thing. Um, but we've got to make sure that the thing that, that we're expecting people to pay for is of great value. And if we can if we can make sure that we get the good value, then it, it doesn't need to to re- to replace. It will it complements. And so, mm-hmm. you know, so that's what we're doing. So, you know, so I'm really I'm really comfortable about that. Um, you know, we will. You know, hey. When we're at forty six thousand members, you know, we might uh, might have a different uh, different look at it. Yeah, you know, but let's get there. You know, let's get uh, yeah. let's get there, mate, and let's see where they, see where we go with it. Yeah, there'll be like a project IOSH, and we'll be like, <laughs> hmm, do we still have this? Uh, <laughs> no, we will, we will. And I don't think monopoly is good on anything. No. And, no. I, and I think I think that that article we've just discussed, I think is is prime proof of that. Mm-hmm. I think when you are being challenged. Um, and when people are pushing you to think different ways or think better or look at what you're doing. That is only ever a good thing. Mm-hmm. That is only ever a good thing. Um, and yes, they haven't had a full monopoly, but let's be honest, they've had a monopoly for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's been helpful to the profession, in my in my opinion. But anyway, um, cool. Brilliant. Anything else you want to talk about, mate? Before we nip this in the bud or I, mention? I think um, you know, I think you know, we are you know, we're continuing to have our, our meetings on a on a Wednesday evening and at six, and on a Friday lunchtime at midday. And um, you know we'd love we'd love people to, to come along, you know come along for a couple of a uh, couple of sessions, see Try what it's it about. See you know I did have today. Um, you know I think we're definitely gonna have to look at the times. Um, I had a guy from uh, Brisbane today saying I want to come along. I want to be part of it. Oh, okay. So um, you know so we're gonna. Oh dear. To, so <laughs> <laughs> That's like two in the morning or something. For right. us. So yeah, I mean I mean he texted me he texted me at seven o'clock at night his time, which was uh, which was about I don't know nine o'clock our time in the morning. So we'll we'll just have to get our heads around what works. I think somebody said to us, I think six o'clock is in, between four and six in the afternoon, evening. It's a sweet spot. It's a sweet spot. So mm. you know we're we're probably going to have to do a little bit more around that time. You know, but it'll be great. Again, you know, with the, with the with technology nowadays and, and with the format of how we've got this set up, you know, yeah, I mean, get get in get in views from around the world is is just going to be even better. Yeah. You know, so more diversity. You know, so so we will um we will do the uh, the international call. 
Mm. You know, we'll, we'll call it the, the international community call, and uh, yeah, and let's see where um, let's, let's see what comes from that. Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. Well, thank you very much, Colin. It's been All a right. good chat. Nice to get this show up and running as well. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the position of the companies. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are examples only based on limited and dated open source information and should not be utilised in real life as the only solution available. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the companies. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic or otherwise, without prior written permission from James McPherson.